welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of Velocities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Ivy. And this is episode 48. Today we're going to be talking about Nightfall chapters 63 through 75. This is the second to last episode of Nightfall, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. One. The penultimate peril, if you will. <laughs> this book is so long. I know I've said that before, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, because I am, but um, (laughs) I can't make coherent noises right now, but like, yeah, it's long, and it feels long. Mm -hmm. All right. I agree. So, speaking of it being very long, um, after six books, Prentice gets healed. That's like the big thing that happens in this section. Oh, yeah. So, at this point, I think Tam has, like, lifted off the shadow layers or whatever. From Yeah, although if... I don't have the book with me, so I might be wrong, but doesn't that happen, like, halfway through the section? Mm, no. No? Okay, maybe I'm just wrong. I don't think so. I think it happens at the beginning. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. She then. enters his mind in, like, chapter 63. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. But anyway, Sophie now goes into Prentice's mind, trying to figure out something. I totally... This scene was very cool, and I really liked it a lot, but I totally had no idea what was going on at any point. Um... (laughs) They're trying to bring him back, I think. They're trying to, like, make him regain consciousness. So Sophie goes into his mind, and then he appears as Syrah, um, which I thought was really sweet, because... Yeah. True love. <laughs> um, I did notice that Syrah was described as a lovely red-haired female, <laughs> which just felt That very... reminds me of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah, that's by what Sarah I was going <laughs> Same brain. Same brain, same brain. Yeah, and then they go through this whole, like mind sequence i love when they do these things i love the scenes in prentice's head they're exactly right they're so cool like the one in exile and then was it in exile yeah that was the one with joy that was the first one there were a couple in exile and then i think there was one in lodestar with wiley right Ooh. cool yeah these scenes are just we make I make fun of the writing style a lot, um, but it's actually just the descriptions are very good. They're very well done and they're very creative and like evocative of certain images, and I just I'm very appreciative of that. Um, yeah, it's well written. <laughs> what uh, what things did so you not they, understand? Like, do some things that I didn't understand, but basically. <laughs> No, they're just talking about stuff, and, like, whenever they talk about things in this book, I totally don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, in Nightfall especially, there's a lot of, like, at least I feel like there's a lot of scenes where they're just kind of talking and discussing, like, what has happened previously. It's It kind of feels like Shannon was trying to, like, get her thoughts together during those scenes and, like, spell it out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I think it's kind of helpful, it just 
yeah, it makes it very long. And then if you're uh, skipping around like I am with these episodes, uh, it gets kind of confusing when they reference things that you didn't read and then they reference other things that you did read and it's like, wait, is this important or not? <laughs> well, I've, I've been reading the whole book and I'm still confused, so. Oh, all right, that's slightly validating. And I don't mean for this to be, like, a negative episode or anything. Um, But, yeah, right now I'm not super into the book. Um, Although I think that's because, like, we're kind of in between things right now. Like, nothing's really happening. I mean, Prentice woke up, so that's a big thing. But it's, like, Mm -hmm. all of the big climactic stuff is going to happen next week, so. I see, yeah. I actually... I've been really enjoying this book, um, rereading. Yeah, I feel kind of the way I felt when I first read it, which is the plot makes no sense to me, but I just am really enjoying reading it. Uh, it feels like a quality book to me, you know? I kind of get what you're saying, because I think that's how I felt reading Legacy, actually. Yeah, Um, all right. Where, like, yeah, I wasn't super invested in what was... Oh, man, this is becoming so negative. I'm sorry. But, like, um, I wasn't super invested in what was happening. But, like, it was fun to read regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nightfall, in my opinion, doesn't quite get there. I think it just... Right now, it's just annoying me more than anything. Because <laughs> oh, it's 800 okay. pages long. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so they talk about some stuff. Sophie wakes Prentice up. It was really nice to see the conclusion of... Well, it wasn't really a conclusion of anything, but it was uh, It was nice to see Sophie fulfill what she had been... Her purpose. ...being set out... Yeah, set out to do for six books. Ten and, six like, books. Fifteen years. She's fifteen? Um, she's... I think she's 15, because she's the same age as Keith, right? And Keith is 15? I think she's a little younger, no? She's a little younger? Maybe she's 14? I don't know. I think she's I, 15 I by now. Like, by unlock. Okay, sure. But maybe she's 14 in Nightfall. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, a, that's kind of a big milestone. Yeah, no, I really, I mean, from what I remember, I really liked that that scene where, you know, she was finally bringing Prentice back and, like, doing that by showing him these memories of Wiley and how much, um, like, Wiley cared about him. And it was just, it was, it was very nice. Yes. Although we still got no explanation about the Alina thing. Like, what did Wait, Alina do? Wait, that's a good point. I think that maybe it was just a setup thing. Like, not a setup thing. It was just kind of like a seed that was woven in there that um, was a little less subtle than intended, but it <laughs> wasn't intended to be anything. It was just like, just in case. Like, she wanted to use it later. Yeah, like an option for something to use. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. Since there was like, there was a whole conversation in last week's episode, I think, where the council or Mr. Forkle or somebody was like, oh no, Alina actually had nothing to do with it, which I thought was a little suspicious, but I guess they were just telling the truth. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Guess we'll find out. So what was the next part? The next part, I mean, this isn't the next part. This is like a transition into the next part. But What's there was the transition a part into the next where part? Dex, Dex comforts Sophie and he's like, I noticed that like, Sophie, I noticed you haven't been sleeping. Like you have a team foster key f- sticker on your shirt which obviously Sophie... The two are related. Her <laughs> right mind would never do. And um, and so he kind of gives her some advice, like, hey, don't worry about your parents um, because we, you can't do anything about it. Imagine that they're just sleeping and they're not experiencing any of this. Um, and then, like, that night she sleeps really well. And I think that's just so sweet. I love See, them. Like- <laughs> It's, like, one that's really nice because it shows that, like, even after the whole kiss thing, they can still be friends and, like, help each other out and stuff. On the other hand, I'm sorry, Dex, that's really bad advice. What? Why? Like, I don't know that... I I don't remember that scene, but the way you're describing it to me sounds like... He's just like, yeah, live in denial. Well, yeah, he is saying live in denial, but he's... It's live in denial for a good reason. (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right so then they go to magnate leto's office and which is just mr forkel but it's like i don't know um and then mr forkel tells them uh that they deciphered the nightfall symbol and it says vespera oh right which brings up some questions (laughs) what questions A, a, a couple questions um so, first of all, they made a big deal about how the Nightfall symbol has seven runes. Um, Vespera Wait, has seven V-E-S-P-E-R-A. letters. V-E-S-P-E-R-A. Oh, yeah. Right? So, that makes me think that there is some sort of correspondence directly between elven runes and... And letters. English or Romance language, like, Vespera's, like, Italian or whatever... It's from Latin, I don't know. But, um... <laughs> it means, like, shadow, right? It means, yeah, it means evening, I think. Um, cool. But, so that's interesting. Runes do correspond to letters, like, normally. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting that it's the same number of letters. Not really sure what to make of that. And then also I looked up the nightfall symbol and it's like a swirly thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize it as the nightfall symbol when I think when I got the book because it's very swirly and doesn't look like runes or symbol. But it's oh. like a, it's like the, the, um, the tail of the moonlark. That's yeah. what it looks like. And it yeah, does that's... have, it does have seven swirls, which is really cool. Um, okay, yeah, that's cool, but that's that's interesting that you were like, I didn't recognize it as the nightfall symbol, because it was being, like, really aggressively marketed as, oh, like, really? being associated with the book on Shannon's social media and all that. Like, it was, like, accompanying everything during the lead-up, oh. so it's, it's, it's interesting that, like, without that context, it might seem less obvious. It doesn't look like a symbol of something, it just looks like a bird (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it does look a lot like the moonlark and i wonder if that has a meaning Mm -hmm. or if it just happens to look similar yeah but anyway um 
kind of what what that made me think is that maybe there is some level of like pictographs in elven runes and that would be really cool because what if it was some sort of combination of like a western alphabet and like eastern characters or pictograms and then i don't know i just think that would be cool and fun yeah (laughs) i did want to bring up that sophie canonically at age five uh had a photographic memory and read the entire encyclopedia which means that assumedly she knows everything Everything. (laughs) (laughs) so why does she not know things like okay sometimes maybe intelligence and wisdom are two different things (laughs) all right all right fine I, I, I am, like, why does she not know, um, what any of the elves' names mean? Because they're very, not all of them, but some of them are quite obvious. Why does she never go up to Fitz and be like, so your name is Fitzroy, right? I, that's very well, on the nose. <laughs> well, I don't know how much, like, etymology stuff they have in the encyclopedia. Having okay. never actually owned a real like a physical encyclopedia i think encyclopedias are like 12 volumes long each volume is like the length of like a dictionary and they are so full of information like i don't think that there would be a section on like fitzroy means son of the king but i am sure that she would know the like the etymology of like Roy at least and it's just there's so much information in there and I just Sophie is just makes terrible choices and I feel like maybe she should be smarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm sorry no she's she's a lovely person and she's very smart but I am also like she has a lack of information that I feel like she canonically has. Anyway, my next anyway. thing is that Rose is very annoying. Oh, what, what part of the section does that correspond to? Like, the same one. Oh okay. She yeah, just I kind of keeps. I kind of agree, like, but I. Team Foster Keith. Like, I get the point, but it's honestly, the relationship is solid on its own. You don't need Ro there, and she just makes it feel weird. I 100% agree. However, I feel like that's an unpopular opinion. So, like, I don't really want to get cancelled here. (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, I don't mind. I just would, like... I don't think it's, like, a bad thing necessarily. It's just an element of the story that doesn't appeal to me as much. Yeah, I think... Because I think, really, the purpose of Roe was to be, like, a stand-in for the audience, for the readers, right? Okay, I can see that, yeah. Um, And then she doesn't really serve much of a purpose other than that. So it's, like... I don't know All where right, I was she, going with that. She does, where, she does what she was intended to do, basically. Yeah, and I just find it annoying. Okay. (laughs) 
But really, as I've said before, I've been finding this whole book annoying, so take what I say with a grain of salt, because I'm, like, predisposed to not like Nightfall, I suppose. (laughs) Okay. We're gonna have to experiment on you to figure out what genetic predispositions make you not like this book. Yeah, experiment on me in Nightfall. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Ha! Okay. (laughs) Um... So then, then they talk to Lady Gisela. Is that how you pronounce? I feel like we talk about this every time we bring her up, but is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Gisela is the official pronunciation. Okay, all right, okay. Um, and then, what do they talk to her about? They, I it's very once again this is one of those sections where they just talk about a lot of stuff and i wasn't really sure what they were doing (laughs) um oh wait no she only talks to them for like two wait oh i see okay so they talked to lady chisella for a little bit about something i don't know what it was about vespera right and the human experimentation well I think that's later. I think later they talk to her again, and that's when she talks about Vespera. I love but... how they're just, like, calling her daily now. Like, they're, like, <laughs> friends. Yeah, she left, but before she left, she made sure that, like, her son would FaceTime her every day. <laughs> um, I mean, that's basically what imparters are. It's just Elvin It's literally FaceTime, FaceTime yeah. Or, you know, I suppose... This is not to update this for modern times. Content. It's Elwin's... Did I say Elwin? It's Elvin Zoom. <laughs> It's Elvin Zoom. Oh my god. Imagine, this is a tangent, but imagine elves having to do online classes. Sophie can't read, so she she wouldn't even be able to work the thing. I feel like Dex would just hack it immediately. I feel like, okay, talking about elven online classes is interesting because there was canonically a plague in Neverseen. Ah! Oh my god. So, I don't know, I think it, I would like to see the fanfic of how the elves at Foxfire coped when the Lost Cities decided to go into quarantine because of the plague. (laughs) Yes. Keepers of the lost, uh, mute buttons. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) I mean, if if Lady Galvin is being mean, they could just, like... Oh, oh, my Wi-Fi isn't working. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So then they talk about Vespera and the human experimentation with Forkel. Yeah, so Vespera has been experimenting on humans to um, figure out what makes them... Well, not break. S- yeah, I think so. They said that she was um, observing their behavior, which would, yeah, that would make it seem like it's some sort of psychology thing. So, like, yeah, not breaking and stuff. No, I think I think Gisela actually said, though, that, um, that the purpose was to figure out why humans don't break from guilt. Oh, oh, okay. That's that's helpful piece of information. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see if um, what the results of that were like I realize it was a really unethical experiment and as such probably not great but like 
I do kind of want to know if there is something like genetically or something different about elves that causes that or if it's really just due to upbringing and like the fact that humans are surrounded by death all the time so we're just like more okay with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think something interesting um that i was thinking about with this is that oh i think this is later but when they were talking to lady gisella about vespera later <laughs> for the second time um lady gisella said something like well she's she told them that vesper is an empath and um yes an empaths i just pronounced that differently in two times but they <laughs> um they like experience the hurt they inflict so that's why lady gisella is confident that Vespera will not be able to do that much damage. Um, and then Keith is like, well, my mom's not an empath. She doesn't know what she's talking about. That's not really how it works. And I kind of thought that brought up, like, an interesting point about just empathy and elves and guilt and how that's all connected. Because I feel like guilt is extremely connected to empathy, right? The more empathy you have, the more guilt you're likely to feel. Um... Well, can empaths break from other people's guilt? <gasps> right? Because, like, if they touch somebody and that person is feeling really guilty, then since, I guess, according to this explanation, they are also technically experiencing the same guilt. That, huh. I mean, Keith has been around... Um like pe- people with a broken mind like like Alden, Alden? and uh Prentice. Although I think Yeah, Prentice but has he ever like touched them? But I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Things to think about. Things to think about. But anyway, yeah, so like like I kind of got this notion that like <laughs> maybe it's all connected, right? It's all the same thing. Like elves don't uh, elves have indefinite lifespans, humans don't. So humans feel more empathy for each other and more of a pressure to take care of each other because they know that there's so much out there that's, like, trying to hurt them. And so humans are more accustomed to guilt because, one, bad things happen, but also because they care for each other more. And elves um, are less accustomed to that feeling. Oh, interesting. That is... That is brain thought number one. Brain thought? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a good brain thought. Thank you. (laughs) So, there are hundreds of humans who have been in this experiment, which you'd think they have lots of data points by now, but maybe they just want to be sure. And then they go to... Cassius house. I I don't know what it's called. Candleshade? No, they're in they're in Atlantis at this point, right? What? No. What? Okay, well from from what I remember, um Cassius was uh Cassius was in Atlantis and he was kinda like stalking Sophie and Keith because he noticed the two of them were researching there. 
so he got suspicious and started, like, following them. That's kind of sus. But, like, he's done a lot of things that are sus, so... That's true. However, that's that's extremely sus. Well, yeah, so, right. so Cassius shows up and he's like, he wants Keith to move back in with him. Oh, I see. Okay. Although that does bring up, um, the reason Keith is not living at Candleshade or wherever Cassius is at that point, the shores of Solace or wherever, um, is that he is essentially squatting in Alvar's abandoned house. Ah, yes. Yeah, which, I'm like, you're like 15. I don't know, maybe... That is a good point, because, like, all the other kids, um, whether they're living with their parents or not, they have, like, the Black Swan has set up adults for them to live with, or, like, places for them to live, so you would think that they would have done that. I can see Keith refusing, but I can also see them refusing to accept Keith's refusal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he really told anybody, like, where he was living or what that situation was. He just kind of figured it out for himself. Because, like, yeah. if you look at later and Unlocked, he was totally fine with, like, living with Elwyn. So I don't think he was against the idea. I think he just didn't want to, like, inconvenience anyone. <laughs> Which, like, same. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of in character. I like that. <laughs> Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about was that uh, in canon, Keith drew or painted both the Ruin family photo and the Keeper group photo. Um, oh, which yes. Means his art style varies widely, wildly, and that's relatable. Wait, um, he drew the group photo and the... Well, because weren't, weren't both of those drawn by Laura Hollingsworth, though? But the the group photo was like the cartoony one, and then the the ruined photo was like the um realistic it was one. realistic yeah but it seems to like have similar art styles to me oh okay well i i don't i don't know i don't know how to distinguish art styles so maybe they are the same secretly beneath the surface but yeah like i know that scene was added in to um to like tie into the promotional art and stuff but like it was very cute it was extremely cute i love it every time keith does art because yeah it's an underrated hobby of his he's sensitive but also because it means yeah he has something that brings him joy like it sparks joy (laughs) (laughs) he has something that he loves to do and that he's really good at even if like his parents don't support it He, like, has been doing it for a really long time, and he likes it. I don't know. It just, it's all very, very nice. And it also has, like, nothing to do with anything. That's true. Like, it makes sense for him to be a good artist because of the photographic memory, but also, like, he he never really has to, like, use it for the plot. It's just sort of something that's part of him otherwise. That's true. He didn't even have to use it in Never Seen when he was looking through all his memories because... He just shared it with Sophie, and then she, um, like, whatever it's called. She, like, transmitted it onto the paper. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
<laughs> then they decide to go to Nightfall. Um, yes. They... I feel like this is, like, the third time they've decided that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta have the call <laughs> first. <laughs> um, they, th- yeah, they decide to go to Nightfall, and then they sort of team up um, with a bunch of the characters. Uh, so Della joins them, and then Edelin joins them. And that was cool, because they had a mom squad. Yes, I don't know, it Avengers was very Assemble. nice. Yeah, it felt like Avengers Assemble, because all of them were just showing up, and they were like... Because Mr. Forkle was like, well, Della can't do it alone. Alone Vanisher isn't going to do anything. And then Edelin was like, well, with my help, it will snap. And it was so Yes. <laughs> and then that's, that's the end, right? So, and then, well, then they go to atlantis but nothing happens there yet um right they're just like physically there now they're just physically there got it lynn is the love of my life what lynn's song is the love of my life i did not hear your entire sentence i i now that i've heard the whole thing yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) okay there was one thing one last thing that i uh I noticed in this section, which was that they they arrive in Atlantis and they hear music and Lynn is like, oh, that sounds like one of my mom's compositions. She must be here. Was this ever explained? And if it was explained, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember things, but I just, I feel like it wasn't. Like, why was Maya yeah, there? It was explained because um, I do remember this. It was explained where Tam said, um, oh, Tam didn't say anything, but it says, uh, yeah, she must be here. Tam whipped around as if he'd been able, as if he'd be able to see his mom performing. So the assumption is that she's doing some sort of a concert, um, in Atlantis. Hmm. Just like, I wonder, right. I, I feel like there's a, there's a better explanation. Yeah, I wonder why that was included. Because, you know, there's there's that theory that Glimmer is my, and Glimmer mm-hmm. was with the Never Seen at the time. But maybe I'm just reading too far into things. I don't know. I think that that's a definite possibility. It could be Glimmer. I was also thinking maybe it was just meant to be there as a reminder of kind of um, that the their last parents time. are bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> and, like, the last time they were in Atlantis and, like, Lynn is, has had personal growth and is, like, beyond that now and has emotional stability. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I think we're done then. So you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram. And you can find me at Melting on Tumblr and Instagram. And you can find me at alan-ashriver-galathinius on Tumblr. This has been KeeperCast. See you next week.